mean, I was told by my film professor, there are films and there are movies. And sometimes you've got to know what you're walking into. Yeah. See, but I come from a time when movies were films. Good morning, movie friends, and welcome back to the Quarter Cinema Podcast. I'm your slogan. Here we talk about everything film and TV. If at any point during this episode you find yourself a little bit informed or engaged, then leave a review or share it. It helps us out so much more than you know. It keeps the lights on. It keeps the fridge full. None of this is possible without you guys. I want to thank you for that. The Marvels comes to us from Marvel Studios and is written and directed by Nia DaCosta. The film follows Carol Danvers as she gets her powers entangled with those of Kamala Khan and Monica Rambeau, forcing them to work together to save the universe. All right, so I'm just going to kind of cut to the chase here. I almost didn't even see this movie. This episode almost never even happened. I was about to not even go see it uh, as I was recording the episode that we did last week for The Killer and The Holdovers. I thought to myself, I'm not going to go see this movie. I'm not going to go see it at all. I'm going to tell them that I don't care about the MCU anymore, and I'm not going to waste my money on this franchise that we all once loved and now we all hate. I mean, this movie really does feel like a chore to even sit through. It almost is like a filler movie to this massive universe they're trying to build upon. It's also a movie that's fate was almost written before it even came out. I don't think that a movie has been really considered a failure financially and critically before it even came out. The Marvels is really the first movie in the MCU to be written off as a flop already. Before it even came out, before we even had a test screening, this movie was terrible, which is really surprising. It's just never been done before, especially a universe of this caliber. It's very surprising. Even for films like Thor Love and Thunder or Multiverse of Madness, Thor Dark World, all of the bad MCU movies, no one ever really just automatically wrote those off as bad films. It came out and they weren't successful for different reasons or just didn't really hit with audiences like they should have. But they were never, before their release, just written off as a failure. This is very surprising that this film is just deemed unacceptable by fans before it even came out, before we even had a preview screening. So I was definitely cautious to see this movie. The trend for this film was almost to hate it, even though you didn't see it, which is invalid criticism. I'll admit that I fell victim to that trend as well, but I just didn't even want to bother seeing it. Well, I really gave myself a heavy pep talk into seeing this film, and last week, Monday, I saw it at my local cinema, and it's safe to say this movie isn't good but it's also not as bad as you think i really had a lot of fun with it and i know that the trend for this movie is to hate on it we don't like captain marvel we don't like mcu we don't like kevin feige but if i'm being brutally honest this movie isn't absolutely terrible it's definitely below average if not average but that's honestly a win for the mcu seeing all of the pretty meh content that we've been getting over these past few years it's definitely not perfect by any means it's filled with a lot of the problems you think it'd be filled with but overall, I think that it is somewhat enjoyable. Let me just explain. All right, so the biggest positive for this movie, you're going to see it a lot in many different sources, is that the characters and their chemistry are all executed so very, very well. Even characters like just Kamala Khan's family and Nick Fury, they all also have their time to shine in this film. But the biggest ones were Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and Kamala Khan, who all just have such great chemistry. There's about two or three scenes that's just pure gold for the MCU. This movie really almost reincarnated my love for the MCU. It feels like I'm watching Infinity Saga Marvel again. A movie that isn't perfect, but it's just average. It does what I want it to do, and just, it makes me have a good time. That's why I love this movie. It makes me feel like I'm a kid again watching these films, which is awesome. And all the characters outside of the villain execute that so well. Another pretty fat positive for this film is the CGI. And as I was watching the movie and as I was just walking out of the film, I realized the CGI for this film is honestly pretty solid. 
now a movie having good CGI in 2023 shouldn't be something that I mark on my notes, but for Marvel and their track history, like Ant-Man Lost Quantum Mania, Spider-Man No Way Home has pretty bad CGI as well. A lot of their projects have been pretty mess CGI. Also, She-Hulk had pretty bad CGI. This movie is honestly pretty solid. I never once in my head thought the CGI looks terrible, maybe one or two times, but overall, it looks pretty good, which is saying something. Alright, that wraps up all of my pros for the film. Yep, those two things. That's it. The characters are pretty good. Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, Kamala Khan are great in this movie, and the CGI isn't absolutely terrible. And also the fight scenes are pretty good and the directing's pretty good, but outside of those things, that's all that's good about this movie. But now with all of those positive out of the way, I'm going to go ahead and dive into what made this movie not work at all and what's really making the MCU fail right now. Okay, let's dive into what makes the Marvels not work. Number one, the runtime and the pacing for this movie. This movie clocks in at an hour and 45 minutes, officially the shortest MCU movie to date, shorter than Thor Dark World, shorter than The Incredible Hulk. You feel that this movie has too short of a runtime for what it's trying to do. I mentioned a little while ago how the characters for this movie are actually really good, and the characters are great, but they try to do a lot with them. They try to explore too much of Carol Danvers' backstory, her conflict between Carol Danvers and Monica Rambeau. That's all trying to be resolved here and it's very fast. It all kind of gets resolved way too quickly. On top of just the overall pacing for this film, it gets introduced and resolved way too quickly. There's subplots that gets brought up, and then it gets resolved in like five minutes. I'm not even kidding you. The villain's overall plans for this movie are quickly introduced, they're set up, there's conflict, there's downfall, and then it all gets resolved pretty quickly, which is very unsatisfying for me, which is why I think this villain is one of the worst villains ever in Marvel, if not the worst. So this film's runtime and the pacing are way too fast for its own good. I think if they just took out the villain and maybe just made this a Disney Plus special, I wouldn't really have any complaints because it would honestly be really good, I'm not going to lie. But that's not what happened. They decided to make a feature film and it ended up being very bad as we see. Alright, so on to the second point for why the Marvels didn't work at all is the villain. This villain is easily the worst villain in all the MCU by far. It makes Malekith look like Heath Ledger Joker. That's how bad it is. It's easily forgettable. The only reason I know what her name is is because it was so forgettable I forced myself to remember. That's how bad it is. I think if you replace this character with a brick or even a sponge or even a mahogany dresser for Pete's sake, you would have an equal amount of effect on the MCU. I think the actress is doing the best with what she's been given, but what she's been given is absolutely nothing. There's a higher chance I remember what I had for lunch when I was in kindergarten than what this villain's name is. That's that's just how forgettable this character is, and it has no place being in this movie. No place being in the MCU. This is the MCU we're talking about. Characters like Killmonger and Thanos and Hela and Loki exist in this universe, yet we're still stuck in these horrible villains. The They've had this villain problem since... Phase 1, Iron Man 1, or even Captain America. They've had this villain problem since Phase 1, 10 plus years ago, and they still struggle with it. It's honestly very impressive seeing how they can drop the bag this hard after billions of dollars have gone into these films and this writing team. That's it. I'm done done ranting at that point, and my next point goes into the low stakes for this movie, and henceforth, I mean, the villain is very bad, the short runtime, everything gets resolved very quickly. There's no stakes. You don't care about any of that. That's why all I cared about were the characters and their chemistry. That's all fun. If the film was just that, then I wouldn't care. But they had to throw in a villain. They had to throw in the universe is at stake. For this movie to be good. And because Kevin Feige wanted everything to be an Avenger level threat, we have a mediocre film once again. 
And the last thing for this movie not being too good is its structure. And you can't really blame the writer for this movie. I think a lot of it may just be Bob Iger and Kevin Feige trying to dig their grimy hands into this movie to fix and tie in everything that they've put together for the past five years. And what results is a overall pretty crowded movie. This film has the responsibility of fixing Captain Marvel, and Miss Marvel Season 2, and also a Monica Rambeau origin movie. And also with the five different release dates for this film, a lot of it may be COVID, but I think outside of that, there's something going on internally over at Marvel Studios that resulted in this film being overall pretty garbage. Okay, so that wraps up why the Marvels really failed critically for me. Let's go ahead and try to figure out why the Marvels failed financially and what's really going on over at Marvel. Alright, so let me just pull out some numbers here for the Marvels real quick. This is the MCU's biggest flop ever. It opened up $47 million domestic against a budget of $200 million. This film is officially a flop, so if you even considered seeing it in theaters, it might not even be in there. And also, at the time of this recording, week two for the film had an 87% drop, which is also the biggest drop in Marvel history. Which honestly isn't even too surprising when you look at the circumstances this film were in, which I think is why it failed. Okay, so reason number one for why I think this film may have failed is just because of the strikes. That's really, I think, a pretty unfair thing to say this movie failed because of. There's a lot of other things behind the scenes for why it could have. But overall, the strikes are a fair thing to mention since they couldn't promote the film, the actresses. But still, that's not the entire reason why. Okay, so in my opinion, the real reason number one for why this movie failed is overall quantity over quality for the MCU right now. I think people are tired of having to just sit through hours of content for mediocre films with bad CGI and bad writing. No one wants to do that. I don't think there's a reality where fans are going to want to do that. And it shows here because on paper, Captain Marvel made a billion dollars in the MCU's prime of only releasing about three films a year. That was when the Infinity Saga was at its peak. And now a franchise that previously made a billion dollars opens up to about $40 million domestic. And no one's surprised at all. I'm going to quickly just melt your brain real quick and crunch some numbers for you okay the marvels requires about 16 hours of prep time to understand this film you may be saying to yourself i don't believe you at all logan well yeah i'm absolutely correct here i'm not lying to you this film requires 16 hours of prep time between infinity war captain marvel endgame wandavision and miss marvel that's all about 16 hours, and just for a little bit of context, in that same amount of time, you can watch the Lord of the Rings extended trilogy for only 11 hours. So all of that is longer than the greatest trilogy of all time. You take your pick on what you want to watch. I know what mine's going to be, but you may be feeling a little bit goofy today, so just pick whatever you want, man. All that 16 hours is for a mediocre 3 out of 5 movie, and no one wants to do that anymore. That's why this movie failed, in my opinion. The last reason why I think this film failed is overall superhero fatigue. Kind of goes hand in hand with quality over quantity, but specifically looking at this year, we've had a lot of comic book films and a lot of them have been pretty bad. We started the year off with Ant-Man 3, and we all know how that ended. And then we moved on to Shazam 2, that ended how we all knew it would end. And then Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3, personally one of my favorite films of the entire year. Overall, a pretty dark film though, and it failed to cross a billion dollars, which is pretty rare for Marvel. After that, we ended off with The Flash, and I had my review for The Flash. Go listen to that episode. But overall, a film that I've learned to love, but upon its release, got a lot of bad reception for very valid reasons. Also, personally, I didn't watch it myself, but Secret Invasion, I heard, was an overall pretty bad show, which I'm not too surprised by. So, overall, superhero fatigue equals to your audiences and fans not caring anymore. They don't care about these films. They're going to go see Barbie and Oppenheimer. 
Barbie and Oppenheimer have both outpaced MCU movies this year, which is very, very disappointing. The moment that I knew this film was absolutely cooked is when they decided to put Thanos inside of the marketing for this movie, even though he is not mentioned once in this entire movie. They had him in the trailers pretending like it was going to be some massive, large-scale film with Thanos, and Thanos' plan is finally going to be coming to fruition once again. That didn't happen. He's not in a single scene in this movie. He didn't even have his name dropped this entire film, but yet, that's what they want you to believe. They want you to believe this movie is absolutely incredible. It has a lot of stakes, high action, incredible villain, but no, it doesn't. It never did. Henceforth, they take the greatest villain in the MCU and utilize him to gaslight you into believing this film was worth your time, but yet it's not at all. The final ranking for the Marvels is 3 out of 5. I say you can comfortably see this film on streaming, if you even want to. I don't even recommend it, but if you want to, if you feel like you need to, don't waste the $10.00. Clearly, judging by the box office returns, none of you have even bothered to even watch a trailer. That's how much little money this movie's making, and I don't blame you. Well, that's just lazy writing. And before I send you guys off to watch some more films, I do want to dive into our newest segment called The Big Question. This week's big question is, is the MCU in shambles? I've been seeing this question float around the internet after that big article released. It really cemented the fact that Marvel is really in trouble over there right now, and in my opinion, I don't think they're in shambles quite yet. I think that DC is in absolute shambles because they had to restart their entire universe and Aquaman got a sequel before Superman did. I think the New York Jets are in shambles because Aaron Rodgers got hurt the very first week and they just replaced their second string quarterback. But to say the MCU is in shambles, not quite yet. I think they still have a long way to go before they're officially in shambles. We still have the ending for this saga to go through first, which won't be satisfying at all. But I think with Deadpool on the horizon, they have a slight chance, a very faint slight chance to reignite the love for this franchise in the hearts of fans all around the world. But let me know what you think. I may just be wrong because I want to just cope with the love that I have for all of these films, but I think overall they have a slight chance. Well, with all that out the way, that'll bring us to the end of another Court of Cinema podcast episode. If you found yourself a little bit engaged at all by this episode, then review it or share it. It helps us out so much more than you know. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone around the world. I won't be doing a Thanksgiving episode, but we're going to have a very nice, fun segue into the holiday season. I can't wait for it. You can find us down on our socials link down below, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And until next time, I'm your host, Logan, and I'll see you in the movies.